A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Deep Discussions Live and Learn Podcast. I'm your host, poet, and whatever else you want to call me, life skills coach, uh, Walter Williams. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and thank you for supporting Deep Discussions' mission to provide inspiration for a better tomorrow. Um, I'm going to uh, going to be talking to you today about a topic entitled Right from Wrong. Um, I know it may sound a little bit elementary, but um, this topic was uh, inspired by two um, events that happened about three, about three months ago, um, and I wrote this down and um, knew that I wanted to share the message behind it, but um, had a few other things that I wanted to share beforehand. And um, now I finally found some time to share. It. But first, as you know, I like to share one of my poems I wrote um, related to this topic, and this poem is entitled Compass. What do I know? Who am I to judge? Trying to meet halfway, yet carrying a grudge. Assuming the street was one way, reluctant to turn right, hence why I felt left, vision impaired, I lost sight. I turned to look, an onlooker stare. Quickly, I turned back, feeling frantic and scared, realizing things were closer than I had presumed. We all know the result of when we assume. On this day, I was taught our destination is not far when we are willing to meet people and things where they are. I was inspired to, again, um, talk about this uh, with two events that took place. Uh, the first um, was on my birthday back in May. My um, my son hadn't met my biological father yet. He, um, I was hesitant to introduce him to him because I didn't have the best relationship with my dad. My dad wasn't like abusive or anything like that. He just wasn't around and wasn't really present and didn't, um, in my opinion, didn't make enough a good enough effort to show that he wanted to be around or be present and in, present in my life. So I guess you could say that was a bit of resentment on my part. But um, one day it just kind of like clicked to me and it just said, you know what? You know, people make mistakes, people do things, but, you know, I didn't turn out bad because of it. 
I turned out to be, you know, to be a pretty, a pretty solid young, young man. And, you know, I'm not going to say it was or wasn't because of my dad, but I felt like as a father now, I at least owed that opportunity to both my son and my father to at least meet each other because I can't, I can't make them, I one can't make my son suffer from, or at least not get the, get the opportunity to meet his grandfather. And two, I shouldn't be holding grudges like that because I'm, I'm in my late thirties now, you know, I've been an adult for, you know, for pretty much, for pretty much, you know, half the time I've been alive. So, um, that, so I kind of like knew in that moment, it was time to just kind of like meet my dad where he is and just say, all right, you know, there's no need of need in holding my son back from that. But the other situation was, uh, when my wife and I were having a conversation one day, she was in the, she was in the um, process of transitioning to her new job, her current job now. And we had had a conversation about her decision because she was torn between two opportunities that were offered to her. And um, one thing that kind of stood out to me as I kind of reflected on her entire, you know, her entire, not her entire career per se, but her job situation, say, in like the last maybe three years or so. Um, sometimes you experience, you have to experience a few wrongs to prepare you for what is right. And my wife was, you know, getting ready to take this, you know, make this jump to this position that, you know, was probably, probably the highest title she's held, at least from, from a standpoint of, you know, what it is she encompassed and who it is she's working for. So, she was just thinking about all of the things and we were talking about all of the things that she um that she overcame and that she endured over the last several the last 3 or 4 years um since she started working in nonprofit because she was a teacher prior and you know she made the transition over to the nonprofit and you know she you know I thought about all of the things that she experienced and that she shared with me and I'm just like wow for her to have gone through all of those things and to be sure about where she is now going through things that you know aren't for you can sometimes deliver the truth of what is for you and that's one that was what that story or that conversation one of the things that stood out in that conversation between us and why what inspired me to talk to you about this today um the other point i wanted to share too was wrong does not always mean not good it could mean not compatible or not in line with what is right for you. A lot of the times people, people align the whole thought process of wrong with bad, negative, you know, all of this, you know, all of these negative thoughts about the word wrong. But wrong oftentimes has value in your life because you learn from your wrong. You learn not only how to be better because of your wrongs, but you learn what is better for you because of what you went through that was wrong. And then the saying, it, if it doesn't feel right, it's not right, can be a bit misleading. Especially if you don't, if you don't properly assess or account for what is wrong. Because 
we oftentimes assume we say things that don't feel right, but do we do we question why they don't feel right? Does it not feel right because you experienced something like this before and it turned out bad? Does it not feel right because someone that's present or that's a part of that situation reminds you of someone from a past experience that wasn't good? Why does it feel wrong? We sometimes have to find it within ourselves from a mental and emotional standpoint to figure out what is wrong and why it's wrong. Because you don't really know the whole story or don't really know your true your true intentions or your true source of happiness until you find out the why and why something makes you happy and why something doesn't. It can't just be just about feelings. You know, feelings play a big part in it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to neglect or ignore the whole idea of feelings because that's a big part of it. But there's more to it than just that. And if you go off of just feelings, then it's going to be a short-lived situation, whether you go from something that seems wrong to, or if you go away from something that is wrong, because you need to find it within yourself to find closure, which which is um, something that I'm going to dive a little bit more into later on in the discussion. And the biggest point, the, the driving point of this whole conversation or discussion is when you leave accepting error as a chance to learn from right, you, you tend to make, make it, you know, it makes us see the bad in everything. Because if you, if you're not trying to see, and this may sound crazy, but if you're not trying to see the right, which is the lesson that is being given to you through what is wrong, then you're going to always be overwhelmed and, you know, feel burdened by the fact that something that seems wrong or is wrong is not doing you any favors. So let me just finish reading what I wrote here. Leave accepting error as a chance to learn to learn what is right. Wrong tends to make us see the bad in everything. It shows what cannot be if other things are not aligned rather than what exists. And that's the key part there. Wrong shows what cannot be if other things are not aligned rather than showing you what exists that is wrong. So from the perspective of this conversation, if you're, God has a plan for all of us. And when we're on that path or on that journey to getting to that destination that God wants to lead us to, we have to be appreciative of all of the things that we encounter or endure along that journey. So when you run into something that that is questionable or doesn't feel right or is causing some kind of rift in your mind, heart, or spirit, that usually is a sign that says, okay, this is not in line with where God is trying to lead me. So let me see what this situation is trying to teach me and what is it trying to give me to go on the go to go on the right path or to get me straight on the right path because we all have been on journeys or on our way to destinations and got lost in the process got lost getting there and we had to either rely on someone to redirect us go online and use you know one of those map um map applications to tell us which way we have to go sometimes that's what wrong is but 
if you don't, if you didn't know where you were headed on the way there, then you're going to experience something wrong, whether it's, you know, misreading something or, you know, missing a step in the process, or, you know, you get to this new space and you have no idea where you are. And you may say, oh, I never knew that place existed, or I've been wanting to check that place out. Let me go check it real quick. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong that you checked it, but it wasn't a part of the original, the original destination or the original, you know, um, route that you were taking. You didn't plan to make that stop. So though it's not a though it's not a part of the route and it's not negative, it can still be seen as wrong because it's not it's not what was a part of you getting there. But there was an opportunity to learn something, to explore something, to see something, to make you feel better about yourself because every experience is an opportunity to get better or to gather new information or to feed our souls of something, even if you make a stop along the way. So... That's the whole idea of right from wrong. And as I finished reading what I wrote, achieving your vision requires both eyes being open to all relevant aspects and possibilities. Allow them to help influence your decision. So open-mindedness, that's what I always preach. That's what I always, if there was one particular thing that I want to um, encourage people to be with this platform, if I had to put everything away and just, and someone was to say to me, what is one thing you want people to become more of with deep discussion? It would be open-minded. And that's what learning right from wrong is all about. Right and wrong is not always black and white. It's not always, oh, this is right. Oh, this is wrong. Two plus two is not three. That's wrong. Why is two plus two not three? So, I know that's a, you know, that's a bit um, far-fetched or, you know, out of the realm here, but that's what learning right from wrong is all, of the, all about. It's about meeting people, things, and situations where they are and figuring out how they are trying to help you get to where God is trying to lead you and appreciating the journey, not just appreci appreciating the smooth roads and the easy roads that helps lead you there, but appreciating the turns that you may take, appreciating the misdirections that may happen because every misdirection is an opportunity to help lead you in the right direction. But sometimes there's something that you have to take from that misdirection to help prepare you for what is right. And that goes back to what I was saying about what I learned and having that conversation with my wife. Sometimes we have to experience a few wrongs to prepare us for what is right. You can't just go, go into a situation without preparation. Preparation is key. And sometimes a part of that, what's a part of that preparation is experiencing something that is not right or that is wrong. And maybe that's what, what I would suggest. Instead of always saying wrong, just say not right. Because wrong is always wrong is always going to have the perception of negative, bad, you know, is always going to have that negative connotation to it. But if we look at it as not right, as opposed to saying wrong, then 
it gives a much a much different perception. And that's what we have to embrace when it comes to being on this path of where God is trying to lead us. What is the right destination? Where are we supposed to go? So that's what it's all about. So now, speaking of God, we're going to transition over to spiritual relief. And this comes from Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And the verses read, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of sight, of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So there's three, there are three thoughts that I want to share from these, uh, from this scripture. And I'm going to read through them, read through each one and give you my, uh, give you a little bit more uh, insight on what, what my thought process is. For the purest of our decisions are those made knowing the whole story. We are often led down a path that may be deemed as not for us. It is God's way of not only showing us, showing you that you can trust he knows what's best for you, but assuring you that he will get you both to your destination and through the valley that it encompasses. And, you know, when I got into my adulthood um, in the earlier stages of my adulthood, um, and I'm sure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of you that's uh, listening and watching this can relate. There was a lot of adversity that was experienced and that was dealt with. But every time I made it a point to 
thank God for not only getting me to my destination, but through it. And as I, uh, as I constantly stated, you know, in the last uh, segment, we have to appreciate the journey, appreciate the, the work or the, the road that it took to get to the destination. And oftentimes that's what happens. That's what happens sometimes when we get to a destination and we fumble it or things fall apart or things don't go as planned because we didn't appreciate the journey and take enough from the journey to get there. We went through all of the all of the hard stuff, all of the difficult, you know, paths, and then suddenly became blind to it, but forgetting that it was it was a part of what gave us vision to see the value in what we're dealing with now. And that's often what happens. We go through tough times, those tough times pass, we get to the good times and forget those what those tough times were supposed to build us for and prepare us for. Insight in its truest form, when we are taught the hard way, oh, I'm sorry, insight comes in its truest form when we are taught the hard way. Though it may come in a way that caused you some sort of distress in God, though it, though it comes in a way that causes you some sort of distress in God, it will always have a way of letting you know that he has you covered and entrusted you to be the deliverer of good news, informing them of God's will. And we live in a world now where people, people find more value in those who have went through something than those who have always had it easy or those who never, you know, never went through a hardship. We all went through, we all have been through something. Even if, you know, even if it seems like, oh, you came up with the richest family or you came up with a bunch of money. There's always trials that we all go through that we have to, that we have the ability to embrace and um, let be a part of our makeup of who we are. So when we learn things the hard way, although it may sound unfortunate, that's usually the best way. And that's usually the way that things stick. And it really kind of piggybacks off of what I just said, appreciating the journey, appreciating the hard times, because the hard times teaches us more than the easy times do. The easy times are usually about enjoying and about, you know, celebrating and all of that, all of that good stuff. The hard times are about learning, are about growing, are about becoming better. That's what the hard times are usually about. But we don't we don't look at the positives that the hard times are supposed to bring us. We just look at, oh, when am I going to get through this? When am I going to get to a time when things are easier? And the last point I wanted to share, one of the greatest sources of certainty is closure. And I said I was going to dive into this. Closure is one of the ultimate cures of uncertainty and decisiveness and doubt. When unsure of what is right, sometimes we have to experience and learn what is wrong to gain both understanding and appreciation for what is God-given. Again, we sometimes have to go through the tough times to appreciate the easy times. We have to go through what is wrong to appreciate what is right. We, you know, a lot of a lot of you, like myself, can relate to dealing with, you know, a significant other that was wrong for you 
so that you could find value in the one that is right for you. And though we though we always say, oh, we don't want to, you shouldn't compare, you shouldn't compare people to each other. You don't have to compare them as an individual. And this is mainly from a relationship standpoint. You don't have to compare your ex, your ex-significant other to your current significant other. You don't have to say, oh, she's more of this. Oh, he's more of that. It's about saying what they were to you. That's really what it's all about. You don't have to talk about who they are as a person and compare them side by side, but who were they and what were they to you? And that's what I learned to appreciate and value because if it was not for those tough times that I experienced from a relationship and a dating standpoint, I would not be as, in my opinion, at least, I would not be the husband that I am today. I would not be as as great to my wife as she say I am. You know, I let her I let her be the judge of that. She tells me I'm great. So I let her be the judge of that. I'm not, you know, I'm a very humble person. So I'm not gonna sit up here and say I'm the greatest husband. I'm I'm this great husband to my wife. She say I am, and I owe that to my experiences. And we have to go through the things or the people that are not right for us to learn and find out who or what is right for us. And that provides closure. You also have to seek closure in those situations because closure is the true definition of a learning experience. You're only going to find closure in the situation when you find that lesson that that situation is trying to teach you. That's when true closure is uh is found and discovered. To learn more about closure, um, find my episode I did last year in June um entitled the remedy of closure that was actually one of my favorite episodes so if you have um if you want to learn more about closure and the value that it has in your life be sure to uh find that episode it was last year in june so june 2022 i remember that uh i remember that one because i did it right before my uh my wife myself and my son were getting ready to go to this uh to this live concert at her school and um, that was one of my favorite episodes. And that was also when I kind of came back out of a hiatus that I was in. So, um, so yeah, that's spiritual relief. We have to appreciate God's plan. The only way we're going to appreciate and value where God is trying, God is trying to take us is to value, to value the road that he's taking us down. Not all paths are going to be easy paths. And I apologize that I keep looking off, but you know, my, I have a two-year-old that does not want to go to sleep or uh, stay asleep. So I keep looking to see, and of course he's awake now. So I'm getting ready to uh, transition to my last segment. And this one is entitled, In My Opinion. I finally came up with a name for my top five list. It's called, In My Opinion. And this is the top five questions to ask yourself when you're unable to to determine whether something is right or wrong for you. The first question that I ask or that you should ask yourself is, do I have more questions than answers about the circumstance at hand? When you're dealing with that circumstance, are you asking yourself, why is it this way? Why are they doing that? Why isn't this? Why isn't this happening? Why isn't that happening? Or do you have more answers? Are you like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, okay. So this is happening because like, are you able to put the puzzle pieces together or are you left? constantly asking questions and leaning on others, which kind of really um, transitions or segues to the next question. How much dependency is there on others 
for me to be in an optimal position? Do you have to rely heavily on other people to get involved in you being the being the best version of yourself in your situation? If so, that might not be the right situation for you. Because in order to be your best self, you have to be the best version of you authentically without others. And the only way it's going to be authentic is if it's all coming from you. Other people can help you along the way and other people can provide insight. But the only way you're going to really be the truest version, the truest, happiest version of yourself is when it's as a result of yourself. And we do have people to think along the way. But when those people aren't around, are you able to still be self-contained? The third question, Am I curious about other alternatives and, and do I think of hypotheticals? So are you constantly thinking about, you know, other options, other things that may exist as opposed to what your current circumstance is? Are you thinking about, huh, what if I lived here? Oh, what if I dated this person instead? What if I explored or looked into working in this field or working at this company? How curious are you about other things? And we're all curious about something. We all are interested in learning other things or learning about other people or other situations. But how strong are those curiosities? And are they are they to help to help you feel better about your current situation? Or are they to help you feel better despite your current situation? That's the question you really have to ask yourself. The fourth question. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How better am I because of my current circumstance? And how far have I come since my current circumstance? So have your current circumstance made you better? Have your current situation helped provide growth and put you in a better position mentally, emotionally, and in some cases, physically? Has it helped you see things differently than you did before you stepped foot into that situation? And how, and again, how far have you come? 
have you come to a point where there's still more for you to gather from this situation? Or have you gotten all that the situation has to offer you and now you're ready to pack it up and move and take it somewhere else to learn something new? And lastly, what was my reason for accepting this current situation? And why did it seem right or wrong when I took it? We all reflect on decisions that we make. We all think back to a time when we left one situation and came to another, thinking that, thinking or even knowing that it was or is better. But what was the real deep meaning or the deep root cause of why you left that situation and went to this situation? Is it really because it was better or is it because it was better for you in that moment? You have to ask yourself these things because oftentimes we are so, I guess, bitter, hurt, you know, or upset about a current circumstance that we become impulsive and jump into a new circumstance because we felt like it provided us something better. And could could what this situation provided you, could have been provided by something or someone else? Could you have been patient a little bit longer? Could you have gotten it for yourself? You know, again, that kind of goes back to the dependency part. How dependent are we on other resources? So again, these are the questions you have to ask yourself when it comes from right from wrong or right or not right. Because wrong, again, really creates this, this disillusion, if that's a word, or creates this illusion of imperfect, of bad, of negative, of I don't want that. But wrong should be more about, okay, that's not really what's for me, but this is. Or that's not for me because I really want this instead. That's how we have to look at this whole path of wrong and going down this destination, going down this road, leading us to where we're meant to be or where God is trying to lead us. Thanks, as always, for supporting Deep Discussion's mission to provide inspiration for a better tomorrow. It is uh, it is humbling and rewarding that God gifted me poetry um, or gifted me with the gift of poetry to um, share as a source of inspiration for those who connect with me. I really learned too that it is important to really dive into what God, what God is giving you and not look for ways to not look for ways to add more to the plate, you know, to, you know, to try because sometimes what happens what happens with me is poetry is like the language of deep discussion. But sometimes I get so caught up in all of these other things that it really pulls me away from what truly makes me happy and content with my platform. And that's poetry. So although I'm still a life skills coach, I'm still a poet at heart. Poetry is still what drives me, especially in this space. So what happened is I learned right from wrong. Not that life skills is wrong for me or not that being a life skills coach is wrong for me, but was right for me is a poet, is being a poet. And if you notice, if you've been following me, a lot of my titles or descriptions on like my business card on LinkedIn and all these other things at one point was saying owner and life skills coach, but I was not acknowledging that I'm a poet. And what often happens is taking the word poet out of it took the fun and spiritual part out of it because I was still write poetry 
and always be happy and feel a sense of joy when I write my poetry because it's how I release release you know that energy that I have that negative energy and put it into words to make me feel better or to make me feel inspired so I realized too that putting a lot of content into the life skills coaching part was hard and though it had its moments where it was fun and enjoyable and again I'm not totally like neglecting or abandoning life skills coaching but I'm a poet at heart and poetry is what this platform was built on and will continue to be built on so that was a lesson that I learned and I actually just learned that over the last week mind you I wrote this about three months ago so go figure the things that you can learn that you can learn months ago have some way of sometimes coming and revisiting you to say to you hey did you learn let's see let's see if you really learned let's Let's test your knowledge and see if you really learn from that experience. So in a way, I guess you could say I did. So if you want to uh, connect with me, if you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, if you'd like to uh, learn more about my life skills coaching um, segment, or if you want to connect with me in any other facet, um, I like to promote small businesses as well on my podcast. So if you're a business owner, you want to be a guest to help you get more exposure and more attention um, to bring more t attention to your platform. Um, let's get together and let's talk about how you can be a guest on my podcast and we can talk about your business and how it can um, embedder others and make the lives of others uh, more prosperous. Uh, and you can be an inspiration to others with your platform. Visit me on the web at deepdiscussion.org. You can email me at beinspired at deepdiscussion.org or you can contact me via phone at 443-916- 5009. Thank you so much for your continued support of Deep Discussion. And I hope that my message finds some kind of way to encourage you and those that are around you. Deep Discussion, providing inspiration for a better tomorrow. God bless you. Mm -hmm.